Good afternoon from Northern California. Oh, Maggie, you're joining us. You're joining me. What you doing? <laughs> she always has to say hello whenever I say good afternoon from Northern California. <laughs> now she's purring. Okay, we are on day. Let's see here. Where are we on? We did... Constance Mayer last time. Today we are on day 20. Rosa Bonaire. Get better light on my eyeballs here. Okay. So Rosa Bonaire is widely considered the most famous animal painter of the 19th century. Even as a child, she drew in the parks, horse market, and even... Abattoirs of Paris. She was born in 1822 in Bordeaux. Wow. And she dies. Where does she die? Chateau Bay. Chateau Bue. Um, in 1899. So we're, we're heading up into the. Yes, we are almost to the 20th century. Rosa Bonner was very fortunate in her parents. They allowed the little tomboy with short cropped hair and trousers to roam freely around the Bordeaux countryside. Though artistically gifted, Rosa had problems with reading, so she was allowed to paint an animal for every letter of the alphabet as a visual aid. Excuse me. Even on the walls of her nursery. Rosa's father... The landscape painter Raymond Bonaire sent her to a boys' school with her brothers and finally taught her himself. Wow, that's quite a trend. This freedom of action would determine her whole life. She would not let herself be constrained by corsets. Corsets, I know I always mispronounce things. Corsets. Uh, either literally or metaphorically, even in not even in post eighteen twenty eight Paris, granted official permission, she went around with necessary and comfortable practical male attire to do her studies of animal anatomy. As a teenager, copying Poussin and Paulès Potter in the Louvre, or later in her mid twenties in her own studio. She was always on the ball, very much to the benefit of her press reputation. No one interfered once she was valued as an artist who could do sensationally authentic portraits of animals. In 1845, she even lived on a farm so that she could study animals closely. I like this. I'd like to be doing that. Her early work features... Excuse me again. Wow. Her early work features complicated compositions and skillfully choreographed movements with the latter or the later works, while the later works, sorry, are sublime and entirely appropriate to the species. Even when she shared a household with Natalie Mikas or Mikas from her mid-30s on, or in her later years with young American painter Anna Klumpke, It did not make the headlines. Instead, a critic wrote after the Salon of 1847, Mademoiselle Rosa paints like a man. 
paints almost like a man. <laughs> of course, you have to have the qualifier there, almost. She's just not quite good enough, right? She doesn't paint like a man. She paints almost like a man. And so it's a double, it's a double diss, right? She's not quite as good as a man, but she's painting like a man. So then that's also kind of a diss, I think. Jeez. Wow. Yikes. Okay, dokie. It was a gripping animated composition of monumental dimensions. Over 244 by 507 centimeters. So that's 8 by 16 feet. Wow. That caught an enraptured public's eye in Paris in 1853. Critics were as enthusiastic. Critics were as enthusiastic. Hmm, that doesn't sound right. Oh, well, it's the way the rest sentence is. The horse fair shows a crowd of splendid black horses and meddlesome greys careering past our eyes. Is that careering? That's what it says. Careering? Careening it should be, maybe. Oh, well, careering. Maybe it's careering. Past our eyes, full of mischief and turning up, churning up dust. The stable boys trying to control some of them by the bridle. <sighs> Gosh. Dramatic clouds in the background reinforce the intense colorization, coloration and light effects to produce a tense atmosphere. Thanks to dealer Ernst Gambart, Rosa Bonaire's reputation extended well beyond France. He bought the monumental work for 40,000 francs together with reproduction rights, with a brilliant marketing concept in mind. He had the horse fair duplicated as an engraving, and after Queen Victoria had given it her blessing at a private viewing in Windsor Castle in 1855, put his prized possession in a sh on show in London. The 33-year-old artist became famous overnight, even in America. To crown his... To crown his campaign, he, ca he auctioned the painting to a collector on the remarkable condition that he allow the work to be shown for three years in a touring exhibition. Bonaire brought back not just sketches from her promotional tours with Gambal, living or stuffed, cows and eagles, a horse, sheep, and a... Number of small cre smaller creatures shared Bonaire's studio. Mobbed by fans, the now financially successful Bonaire could afford a country retreat. Chateau Bieu. Is it Bieu? See, now B-Y in Danish is Bieu. Chateau Bieu? Or is it by? B B Y in French. I don't know. I'll have to look that one up. Bonaire could afford a country retreat, Chateau Bleu, for now I'll say it like that, on the edge of the forest of Fontainebleau, where he, where she lived with Natalie Mikus, or Mikus. Two lionesses were also in residence, one of them as tame as a lamb, a gift from Gambart. As Bonaire grew older, bison became a favorite subject. And the picture they have... On the following page is Sheep by the Sea, 1865, oil on panel, 32 by 45 centimeters, National Museum of Women in the Arts, Washington, D.C. 
which is a museum I've been to. It's quite amazing. So that is Rosa Bonaire. I hope you liked it. Next time it will be Berta Morso, who is an impressionist. Yes, I like Berta's work. She did lots of scenes with women in them and women and children, I believe. That's tomorrow. Thanks for listening.